Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Ladies and gentlemen, dorks and dweebs, nerds of all ages, GeekPod Network Productions is proud to bring to you the most electrifying middle-aged guys in Syracuse, the Doctor, Hugh Allen, the pod whore, Paul Showitz. Alone, they are single geek beacons in a dark cop drama world. But when the mics go hot, they are GeekPod. God And I think that is the perfect starting point for the show. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of GeekPod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs. I'm Kevin. Kevin's back. I love the fact that Corbs didn't even bother to look up when he did his introduction. He's just like, yeah, I'm here. What what do you want? (laughs) You'll be lucky I'm fucking awake right now. (laughs) You had a big week, man. I did. Yeah. Really ass week, man. Don't get me me started with that shit. Oh, boy. 5.30 5.30 in the morning, I'm awake. Yeah. That's after a year of not waking up. Like ever. Just, he was been like in bed for the last people. year. So, yeah, I'm at, up at 5.30, out of the house at uh, 6.10, and I work at, work at 6.30. And there to 4, Monday through Thursday. Today I got it at 2.30, so. Nice, I got out early on Friday, so. Yeah, that is nice. So I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to be going on for. So once my hours actually start, then there's a schedule. There's a shift where you, I would get out on Fridays early. So, but I don't know if that shift's going to be mine or if it's going to be somebody else's. Right, you're the new guy, so you get the like late shift on Fridays. Well, I mean, it's late shift. It's like five o'clock, six o'clock. It's not late late. Right. They have, we have stuff. a we have an office in uh, Arizona that handles all the stuff out that way. So. So we don't, we don't have to handle it on the West Coast. And then we got some, we got a, a office in the Central that handles everything in there. So we handle just the East Coast. And then we handle a few things on the on the West Coast and in, in Central first thing in the morning. So that's good times. So, but I, I don't, I haven't, I, I've touched my computer once in a week. <laughs> was that just to slide it over so the other guy could? No, that was just to put it, it all like... together. <laughs> and then you're just on monitor duty basically for now. Yeah, I just that's all I did all week was sit around and monitor. So listening on some phone calls and stuff like that. I, I didn't have any. I don't have any access. Like I can't even. There's a there's like learning stuff that I gotta do. No access to it. Oh, that's fun. They don't trust you yet. Well, I mean, they were they were saying I was talking to my boss, my boss, and my boss's boss um, about the learning stuff. And yeah, so my the guy the guy that I'm training with is, is Jim. That's my boss, and then. His boss is Crystal. Those are the two guys. Those are two bot interviewed with, along with Eric, who's like a same level as, as Crystal. 
So we, uh, I was talking to Crystal today about my access. I'm like, I'll have, I, I, been a week. I haven't touched anything. I haven't done anything. The only thing I did was did some work on Jim's computer on Wednesday. That was Wednesday. And since Wednesday, I haven't touched the computer. There's, there's a reason behind it. So, right. It makes I mean, sense. I mean, they've got to, well, it's, it's more of a personal reason for somebody at the office. So. Okay. It's off my talk. So, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say there hasn't been a whole lot of Valhalla being played this week. I played a little bit, not too much, though. Yeah. No, I haven't even been able to touch it. I, I've done no gaming this week. Slackers. <laughs> I'm, uh, I just, I, I'm in, uh, was it York, uh, Yorkby? Whatever the hell that place, a little freaking like town in the north. It's like Y-O-R-V-I-K or some shit like that. I just Arvick? got up there. You got to go and meet uh, Hoofer. Hoofer. He's the guy. He's the guy that when you go to Finland, or I'm, I'm sorry, Vinland. That's Finland. Vinland. When you go there, they're the two people that you deal with there on a kind of a. I don't know. Well, you've been there, right? You've been. You went. You haven't been to Finland yet. You nope, was, not yet. You dumbass. <laughs> I skipped over that because what like whatever the rating was for it, I wasn't there yet. So I oh. continued on with the rest of the the stuff in um, England. Yeah, so I, they they come back and they go there, and then you meet up with them and kill more people that are part of the order and shit like that. So I just finished that. Just a little, actually, when you when you said that we we're gonna start at nine thirty, I jumped back on and played. <laughs> I played for a little bit uh, when I got home today because like I said I got home at two thirty, so I was like, oh whatever. Jump on for a little bit, so. But no, I have not played as much as I had been playing. That whole going back to work thing sucks, right? Yeah. It's getting involved. It's it's egging into my uh, gaming time. <laughs> You're gonna have to talk to them about that. We can't have that. <laughs> oh, I bring my system to work and just play at my desk. There you go. <laughs> my monitor. Well, I I have played a little bit this week, and um, I I, and I can't remember the name of the town. Or the, the area I'm in the upper left. I think I'm in the second to last um, land region. Um, not not going to whole lot go into a whole lot of detail because I know it's ahead of you guys. I did double check my my uh, power though. I'm uh, 407 as of right now. Wow. And uh, I, I'm just I'm struggling with the last cairns, those fucking rock puzzles. I want to. I never throw my controller. I, I look down at people who throw their controller, but I want to throw my controller. You know what makes it worse? My nine-year-old comes into the room. Daddy, let me try. I might be better at puzzles than you. And just keep <laughs> blah, blah, blah. So finally, I'm like, here, take it. She Five, ten minutes later, she's like, I don't even understand how to move these things. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, my God. It just drives me nuts. I'm even looking up things online, um, videos, like how people are stacking these fucking rocks. And it just, in real life, I could probably do this. But it would in a place where you have limited views and, and you can't really see what you need to see and and feel. There's no tactile, you know, feel there. Uh, it, it's so hard. Uh, so I actually skipped it and uh, just went on. Um, I did beat all three sisters of Lyrion um, yesterday uh, because I hadn't I hadn't messed. I don't know if you guys have run into them yet. The the I witches. Haven't. Okay, yeah, you, you'll you'll know because they'll whip your ass really hard. Are they the ones? <laughs> those are the ones over in like East Angle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they've got like a like a, a fenced off area sort of, and you go and you look at a corpse, and then they yep. appear behind. Yeah, okay. Um, I got I got two out of three. I haven't gone back to oh, the third. Nice. One. I because uh, the the third one is a is a, 
is a 340 power. And I tried to yeah. go after her with like 280 or something like that. And she, like you said, she fucking whooped my ass. Like I didn't think I even, I don't think I even took off any any hip hip points off of her. So, yeah. but I'm at a three three thirty one right now. So I'm I'm close to maybe heading back over there. So. Yeah, it was a huge difference because the I, I first ran across some low level ass kicked, like not going back there for a while. Came back when I was in the two hundreds, still got my ass kicked. Uh, and then yesterday, I I beat all three of them within twenty minutes without even having to use a single ration. Nice. Um, so, I mean, clearly, you know, my, my skills have progressed over time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was a huge difference. Uh, to continue with the gaming thing, uh, and I don't want to take up too much time here, but uh, you guys, we I don't think I've had a chance to talk about my PS5 yet. Last time we talked, it was coming, right? Yes, it hadn't, hadn't arrived yet. Well, I, I just want to say, if you get one, um, there's a game that comes on it. Okay, it's called Astro's Playroom, and it's designed to show off all the new things that the new DualSense controller does. And it is really friggin' cool. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but they have uh, the triggers on the new pads. Sometimes you might hit it and it'll just go down. Other times it'll have resistance. Sometimes it'll actually go down a little and then click like a trigger. I don't know what they're doing in there to make those buttons work like that, but it's pretty amazing. And when it's utilized uh, like an Astro's Playroom, it's really awesome. And it, it actually works to a degree in Valhalla if you're playing the PS5 version, because when you hit the, the button to pull back the bow, it actually has some resistance as you're pulling back. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, it's really cool. immersive. So that, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty much it, though, for uh, for gaming for me. Uh, Did you guys a, get Kevin playing Valhalla? He was asking questions last week after we got off the mic with that part. Um, but he said by design, he doesn't have anything that will play it. So that's... Yeah, the, the newest console I have is an Xbox 360 and I definitely don't have a PC that can play anything Valhalla or later, um, but that's on purpose because I'd spend all my time on it. Uh, <laughs> as we've been doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so like I said, I, I haven't played anything. I haven't had a chance. Um, just life's been pretty busy between normal stuff and finishing off my vaccine which put me on my ass for two days oh, um so to me tomorrow yeah um let me know within 24 hours after you get it how you're feeling and what your symptoms are because i just want to compare notes um well you got your second chat i saw on facebook that yes. was your second chat right yeah okay, so my mom goes easter sunday for her, her second chat well, and some people aren't getting anything off of it like okay. they'll they'll come out of it and be just fine but it just it wiped me out um, I, I was hoping you guys saw my post that I did, um, because now that I, I drew the, the connection between the fact that I do this with you guys and my regular life on Facebook, I've kind of let a little bit more of geek pod Paul leak out on my Facebook. You're talking about that incredibly modest post that you put out there. Right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just yes. wanted to make sure. <laughs> um, I didn't see it. All right. It, so what I did, um, <laughs> I, uh, I took a picture of my card covered up by my sticker that says I'm vaccinated. Oh, I did see that. Yes. And, and <laughs> the, uh, the caption for it says, um, I, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember exactly how I put it, but it said something, it was something about, about how awesome you are. It's what it came down to. It's like, it said something about me, a hero. Um, 
I, I wouldn't say that about myself. Other people say it about me all the time, but it's not something I'd say about myself. Wait, are you sure you're not quoting our last president? Because uh, that sounds like something he would say. I thought you were just joking. It was a joke. Oh, I got the joke then. It was meant to be a joke. Yes. And the fact that, that nobody called me out on the actual quote for what it is. Um, I was a little disappointed, especially since supposedly some people in my, my circle insist that, you know, it's one of their favorite movies that it's quoted from. And, you know, they love that movie and blah, blah, blah. But no one caught on that. That was a direct quote from Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I literally I'm sitting there for my five, 15 minute wait and I kind of remembered what the, the line was, but I Googled it to make sure I got the line exactly right and copied and pasted it right in. <laughs> So I just, I mean, that was made just as a tongue firmly in cheek because you see all these people who are posting that sticker and they're, they're patting themselves on the back because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a heroic American. I'm doing my part, you know, I'm protecting my family. Well, that's all good and fine and stuff, but I mean, really like, let's, let's bring it down a level. It's like posting your I voted sticker. They just want to feel like they're part of something. Yes. And, you know, I mean, I look down on anybody that wants to feel good about themselves. So I had to do my part to have a good laugh at everybody, even though I think half the people that saw it didn't get the joke. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, that's Paul being yep. Paul. Yeah, look, at, look at Paul. Yep. Patting himself on the back. <laughs> um, but I completely derailed our, our gaming topic. Uh, Corbs, you got anything gone. else you were playing? No, I do. I've been at work. I mean, eats into my eats into all my gaming time now. Stupid work, right? Seriously. Uh, now, Kevin I just won the lottery, right? That's something that needs to be done, and then spread it around enough to the rest of us, so we can actually you, get a studio. You want you want me to spend money on this fucking shit? Yeah, we have <laughs> right. How much money we put into this. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> if I went out by a studio. Okay. Me too, but I never play. That's the problem. Um, so nobody else. So Kevin, you started yes. something last week and I want you to continue it. You got a tabletop game you want to talk to us about? Sure. You know what I forgot to mention last week was um a really cool website I use. Um, whenever I'm looking at a new game for uh, my little group of people that we get together. It's typically my wife and a few friends. Um, I, I, it's called boardgamegeek.com. All one word, boardgamegeek. Um, guys, the guys that run it, the people that run it are, um, they're fanatical. And they have, um, you know, playthrough videos. They have uh, ratings and it's everything. It's, I mean, like the, like the, the, the dice game that I had last week um board you know board games all the different board games and and all sorts of other stuff and they and they and really really great site so if i didn't talk enough about what bang was last week go on there take a look at how the game plays through and you'll see exactly why you know we liked it and had so much fun with it so this week i've got one um this is one of the first ones we got actually for the uh, game nights we've been having it's called castle panic let me show you the box so this is a, um, basically it's a defend the tower game. Um, and what you do is you have multiple players and uh, you can play it a couple different ways. You can play it so that you get all the points by killing all the monsters. You know, you kill as many as you can and 
the more points you have, the, the, you know, the better chance you have to win at the end of the game. Or you play cooperatively. If you play cooperatively, and I'll show you the, show you the board. Um, if you play cooperatively, then the goal is to keep all of your monsters out of the, you know, out of these outer rings from getting into these center rings. And you have these pieces that stand off. Um, you have um, walls that sit on the outside. You have towers that sit on the inside. And you're, you got to keep your monsters away from them. And the monsters all have hit points and there's different things, you know, they have, they have uh, more powerful monsters that can, um, you know, boost them or save them or move them. And then you have things like boulders that can roll in from the forest and take out all these, all these little beasties. Great, uh, great cards that come with us. The, the, the cards that you get are, are, are they're, they're attractive um, they're well-made. It's a well-made game. Now, one of the things, one of the things that I concentrate on when I get these games is that they have to be relatively easy to learn. Here's some of the tower pieces. I don't know if I take one of them out of the bag. They have to be relatively easy to learn, kind of a quick learning curve. And I'm not going to call them super easy, but relatively easy um this is one of the one of the walls you know little, little piece here a little stand cool. on it you know little neat little piece very well built very 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 nicely done so this is one of those games where it seems like there's a lot to it um and it can be because there's actually some expansion packs and i've gotten those expansion packs um there's a couple of them here this is one so you have engines of war and I don't know if they're back backwards to you, but they're backwards nope. to me. And this one is right. um, the Wizard's Tower. So it adds adds some more cards, adds some more pieces, adds a little bit different play, um, makes it a little bit more difficult, you know, if you wanted to. Um, but right out of the box, literally right out of the box, the game was so easy to play that our first time out, we had a great time with it. Um and like I said, that's a that's an important thing for me. What and that's what I use that website for, is to make sure the game is something that any of us can sit down and play. And and, and it literally had people just stop by on a, on one of our game nights and jump in, and they were able to have a really good time. It didn't take them long to learn, um, and uh, just had a really great time with it. So, Castle Panic. You can find it in the mall. Um, we found it in um, what the hell is the name of that one store? Read the story, play the game, play the, game, the, play the read, play the story, read the game. I don't know what the hell it's called. Yeah, found it there. Uh, what I like to do is I like to go there to see what he has. What's that? I said I still call say? it Altered States. Yes, isn't that what it used to be? Yes, yeah, back when, when it was a comic shop. Oh, yes. okay. Oh, okay. I like to go there see what they have. Um, kind of see some things that interest me, read, you know, read what's on the box. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, if they've taken the time to make the, make the packaging look attractive, I really want to figure out if it's something I like, I'll go back and I'll read about it, go on to board game geek and read a little bit about it. See, see, you know, what they think about it. And then if I like it, I go back there. I don't know the guy that owns it. I don't know any of those people, but I'd rather spend the money locally than, you know, buy the game through Amazon or something like that. So, um, so we try to do that, but yeah, castle panic. It's a ton of fun. Um, it's, uh, you know, 
three to three to six players, I think you can have on there. Something like that. What is it? What is it? I don't even know what it says. Uh, one to yeah, one to six players. I don't know how you play it. Is it, is it a solitaire version? I guess. Oh. Is that basically when you're just setting out the pieces and pretending? Like what I do with my G.I. Joe's? Well, I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't play it, you know, one player. Um, I don't know what kind of fun that would be, but what? The, why not? Um, yeah, that's that's what uh, we have it. We pull it out every now and then, and and it was uh, it was a great purchase. I'm 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 pretty happy about it, even with the expansion packs. I'll be honest with you. After the expansion packs, I probably got about a hundred bucks into this game. So it can get um, pricey if you, if you, you go for it. That's how much I like it. Well, each you know each pack is fifteen to twenty dollars. You know, by right. the time you add every expansion pack. The game itself was, I don't even remember, 30-something, 20, 30-something, 20, whatever it was. Um, but it's, I, I think it's worth it. I think it's one of those games where, you know, like I said, you can you can bring just about anybody in and, and they'd, they'd have fun with it. It's a, you know, 90 minutes or so, 60 to 90-minute game. And if you're drinking, you know, can go a little longer. I mean, uh, that could be something fun to do while we're killing time at a con or something in August. Mm-hmm. Especially for doing the whole drinking thing. That one I that one last week though. That's the one for those. Oh, bang! Yes, easy to carry. Pull it out, just play it. And for our drinking game, that one's perfect. <laughs> Come on, go for it, Corbs. I see it on your face. <laughs> easy to pull it out. I was like, thinking nope, the same thing. Nope. Just whip it out. We all- whip it out. And have a great time. That goes back to being able to play it with one player. All set. <laughs> That's as awesome even better. You can play with your friends. Oh no! Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Listen, it's 2021. That's okay. Now I've shared a bathroom with Paul. There's absolutely no way. Okay, <laughs> no way. Everything's covered in the hair. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Just. It's just gross having to spend one night in a hotel with you. I'm sorry, man. I love you. So you like know what? You're not sweater? the first person to say that. <laughs> yeah, so Paul, you just wear like was. a sweater? Is that, what, is that what it is? You got a sweater underneath? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good, good to know. I'm not talking about the hair. I mean, I don't care about that. It's the smell. There's smells. That's Especially after an evening of drinking and horrible food. I, mean, yeah. I thought I was bad. You know, I actually feel pretty good about how my shit smells now. So. <laughs> yeah, now I, gotta ask, good. I gotta ask you, since this is the first time Kevin and I have been in the same room, uh, did you tell him my my reaction to, to him being on the show? Yes. Okay, because I, I did. I wanted I to make sure when I, when I said hi, Dad, I realized, wait, Paul might not have told him that. That might have come off kind of weird and creepy. No, I, I definitely told him about it. I told him it freaked you out. <laughs> uh, I, uh, yeah. That's fine. I've been called a hell of a lot worse, let me tell you. Well, I'm sure you have. <laughs> Haven't we all? Exactly. Now, it'll be interesting since, uh, you know, board games are your thing. And uh, uh, I can't profess to be uh, an expert in that, but, you know, I have a uh, bookshelf that's got, you know, Zombie Side, uh, uh, Last Night on Earth, Betrayal at Hill House, uh, you know, a number of games, Munchkin. So we're, we're kind of into that. Um, I have, a, have Eldritch Horror, which we just cannot figure out how to play. To save our, our, our lives. See, I've encountered a couple of those. A friend of mine bought one. It was a Godzilla game. 
And to this day, we still can't figure out how to get it started. We've watched videos on playthroughs. We've read back and forth the instructions. We've read a lot of different reviews. And we still can't figure out how to get it started. Now, the problem is, is we've already been drinking quite a bit before we even try. And I know that. But see, that's the gauge to me is if you're going to play a game, if you're going to sit down with friends and play a game, it has to be a game that fits into with whatever else you're doing. You can't, you know, alter the evening just to play a game. And if we're just going to sit around and not have a few drinks and laughs and play some music, it's not the game I want to play. So that's, that's really what I found about that board game geek site is that, okay, yeah, I'm looking at stuff with a difficulty level of zero to two out of a, you know, five or six scale, but you know, it's fun. We have some laughs can't beat that so what you're saying is all these games i'm going to have difficulty learning i didn't say that if you're talking about my games yeah probably no i'm talking about his zero to two okay that's just i would never say you're not two years old i mean i was there once i think that's about when i peaked that's (laughs) that's sad (laughs) it is pretty sad charismatic that's what gets me through life <laughs> wait till you see the one i got next week if i'm on next week no i'll say next time i'm on right look at he's already he's already scheduled himself in to be on permanently now he's that's that's, I, that's how it is i'm done i'm here i honestly didn't think i'd be invited back after last week so there's that Seriously, yeah come on now yeah he, he was he was pretty worried corbs he he, he was texting me and apologizing i'm like i didn't even know you were drunk worry <laughs> about worry about this drinking on this drinking podcast seriously <laughs> yeah he never he never knew when jack was on here so it's all good and you know your worst case scenario is there's now two people in syracuse that don't like you and i'm not talking about the host i'm talking about the two listeners so <laughs> you know don't worry about it <laughs> a big audience right <laughs> and the weird like ghost listeners we have in europe apparently that Podbean keeps telling me we have, but yeah. Love to know. The very first experience I have with Paul is we went downstairs from the office and across the street to get lunch. And in that place, which no longer exists, it's closed up and it's gone. There was someone in there that knew you, Paul, by your voice from your podcast. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, the head oh, wow. cook. Yeah. And I want to say it was a relatively attractive woman. That happens. You never told but me. I don't. That Seriously, what are you, why are you holding this shit back? Because, I mean, I, I know I portray that. Look at it, I'm actually turning red. <laughs> I, I know, portray I don't even this think character. Was relative. I, think she was, I think she was pretty hot, actually. She was quite attractive. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I portray this character, but I'm actually really kind of modest. Um, so yeah, that 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 when that stuff happens, I don't come and brag about that. But like that legit that happened. And, and Brinewell's not there anymore. Dude, that's been gone for a while. No. What we still haven't gotten there. So Paul, t- tell us the story briefly. We, we what happened? Went in to get lunch. And I got to tell the story quick because we're going to go to break. Garbage plates. Uh, yep. Oh, went to get garbage plates. Um, and we're, we're sitting there 
And didn't she come up and say something? Was now this is what I don't remember. I don't remember if it was a customer or if it was somebody that worked there. She That's was what the I can't executive remember. chef because she came out okay. of the back. That's what it was. She came out of okay. the back, delivered the food to us. Okay. All and right. she called me by name and said, I recognize you by your voice from the podcast. <laughs> and I, I shit you not. I just kind of sat there and I just looked at Kevin. I was just like, oh, oh. So that, it, it, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. I think I subscribed to your podcast that day and I never listened to it. That was, we normally get that too. Yeah. I look, look I, I'm on this podcast. I have never once listened to it. I only listen to the podcast to spot check my editing. So I, I've never once listened to an episode. Of, we've been doing this a lot of years. A lot of years. I'm, I've never once listened to an episode. But Kelly does religiously. That's funny because I actually used to listen to the previous episode as I was driving to your house to record the current episode just to get myself into the right mindset. But that was the only time I listened to it. I used to like I like I said, once it would come out, I would spot check it to make sure the sound was okay, but I've stopped doing that. So hmm. so literally it's it's just the the couple of people that we know of that are listening to it. I wonder if that executive chef is still listening to it. I'd like to find out. She should listen from somewhere else because that place is gone. What what's the what was the name of it? The Brinewell Eatery. Wow, that's and sad. I could have swore they were still there. I'm going to look that up because I, man, you would think that that right would have been news. I, I don't know. I, boy, it looks like they're in the same place. 128 East Jefferson. That's it. Yeah. Dude, I'm, yeah. I swear to God, the last time I looked for them, they were closed, but maybe it is still there. They might have odd hours right now with the, you know, the apocalypse. Because oh. I would have eaten there um, the last couple of weeks I've gone in. I've, I've been looking for some place to go. Pardon me. Um, I did. I did find a good place, but I think they gave me food poisoning last time I was there. Then it wasn't a good place. That's not well. Place. It was good up until that. <laughs> well, all right. We're about to get booted, so we're going to go into uh, our, oh. our first commercial break here. On the other side of that, we're going to go right into Hughes News. We're not well, doing Scott Geek? Geek this week. Huey we are, Lewis? but we're gonna. I want. I want to make sure we keep how we do usually come out of the breaks. Okay. All right. We'll be right back, guys. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new celebrity guests, and more to enjoy. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2021 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring exciting guests including CJ Graham and Loren Malloy, as well as fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. More guest announcements will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. That's www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. 
Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be part of the fun. Please note, dates and details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. And we are back. As you can tell, Paul was giving me eyes. He didn't actually say, all right, I'm going to hit record like he usually does. So I was a little lost there. And since we believe in full transparency, I'm going to go ahead and own the screw up. Anyway, we are going into the news. And first up this week, can we hashtag restore my back and knees? Since hashtagging actually helped get the Snyder cut of the Justice League made, hashtag restore the Snyderverse is now trending worldwide. Now, if you haven't seen this, um, the Snyder cut of Justice League came out last week. And it is fucking fantastic uh, to the point where it actually took a movie that I hated, Justice League, and turned it into something that I want to see more of. And I'm still kind of floored that just by restoring unshot footage or unused footage and just shooting a little new stuff. I mean, clearly, they really did butcher that movie when they let Joss Whedon take over. Uh, I, I didn't think that there could could conceivably be that big of a difference but there clearly was uh, at this point over 1.5 million tweets so far so it's gaining steam wow. i don't know if this is going to go anywhere because everyone's like yeah this is a one-shot thing but it really seems like the whole world wants this now i, I don't know if you want to talk about this later on in the show i know it's kind of a big thing uh, but if you want to talk about the snyder cut we can uh, bring it back up a little later next up how about Hashtag to serve with Italian cuisine. Evan Peters will be portraying the role of Jeffrey Dahmer in Ryan Murphy's upcoming Netflix series, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Now, he's going to be teaming up with uh, Ryan Murphy, like I said, uh, who he has a long history with uh, on American Horror Story uh, on FX. You know, I think they're in the 10th season right now. I mean, we're at the point now where Evan Peters should really refer to Ryan Murphy as his boss, because, I mean, everything Ryan Murphy does, he pops up in. Uh, but, you know, I, I think it's it's interesting. I don't know if he's the right person to play that particular character, but he does seem to be able to play just about any character they throw at him. So that's probably going to be pretty good. And uh, last up, uh, I feel like hashtag are you fucking serious, Google? Uh, the trailer for the new Suicide Squad movie came out today, and I would love to talk about that. But for me to watch it first, I had to go and uh, try to, you know, I had to log in because it's restricted. So I had to log in first. Then I had to do two-factor authentication in order to watch a movie trailer. And then I got an alert from Google saying, hey, is this you logging into Google on my phone, the same device that I confirmed that I was doing the two-factor authentication with? So I'm just you know, kind of caught up in the fact that it took so much to watch a friggin' movie trailer. I and mean, that's never happened to me in your life. Have you guys noticed that, that, that Google's now, kind of, since they bought YouTube, you're not getting the 2FA stuff all over the place? Nope, I, uh, I, I went right from Facebook to it, watched it. Well, the, the, the red band version the red band version holy crap i just wanted to watch it while i was doing show notes and i'm like this is ridiculous i mean you know i look at my kids you know if anything takes more than 1.5 seconds you know they, they just go on to something else so i right. can't imagine today's youth actually going through all of that uh but that's the news kids so now i'm gonna go hashtag find something to do that, that does not require three verification steps hashtag i can get in my bank account faster than this hashtag eat dicks for liberty from the suicide squad trailer hashtag paul in other news, in Tibet, it is considered good manners to stick out your tongue at someone. Back to you, Corbs. Is the face, is that part of it? 
You're so not right, dude. <clears throat> All right, so I take it we're going into uh, the movie review, huh? Yes, Mr. Baseball, we are. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Mr. Baseball is the movie this week, uh, released in 92, 1992, for those of you who don't understand that sort of language. Uh, starring Tom Selleck, uh, directed by Fred, uh, pardon me if I misscrewed his name up, Scampizi, I guess is his name. I don't fucking know. Uh, so I'm just going to give you a quick synopsis. Uh, Mr. Mr. Baseball, Tom Selleck stars as Jack Elliott. A rebellious, hedonistic New York Yankee who falls into a batting slump and is traded to a Japanese baseball team as it is the only team that really wants him anymore. Instead, when he arrives in Japan, Jack does his best to make fun of Japanese attitudes. When handed business cards by bowing Japanese acquaintances, Jack dishes out baseball cards in return. He soon finds his lazy Western ladies colliding head-on with a culture where discipline is king. His major league arrogance soon is deflated as he tries to pose American customs in an Eastern environment. Uh, he, it's through this humbling process that he, does, he, dons, non, he dons a non-offensive way uh, the film deploys in the storyline, eventually realizing he ain't what he used to be. Jack in the end comes out, comes back, gets himself back into shape, becomes a better ball player. Work, his hard work pays off and the climatic win over the league leading, I think it's Yokoma Giants or some crap like that. Can't remember the actual name of the team. Sorry, forgive me for uh, not knowing the name of the team. Um, that's a decent movie. Uh, I'm going to give it like two stars. Uh, it's not the best baseball movie out there. Um, not one of those movies that I'm gonna stop and watch. I did notice they spend a little bit on a little bit more on uh, the free movie channels that I got, so that's that's the reason why I watched it. So, so like I said, two stars. Um, not a bad movie, but I don't know. It's kind of a cheesy. As I, re- as I recall, that movie is less a movie about baseball, more more a movie about how can we make money off Tom Selleck. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It was right after like Magnum PI and yep. whatever. I think he was just before Friends. I mean, he was kind of in that whole. He was going through that whole thing. So that's all I got. I well, gotta ask who who is it out there that wouldn't know what you were talking about when you said ninety two? I don't know. I mean, I, I can't our, imagine our anyone thinks thinks that this uh, movie was made in eighteen ninety two. Well, we have two <laughs> listeners. Maybe they don't know. I don't. Know. <laughs> Tom Selleck makes a movie in 2092 called Mr. Baseball. <laughs> 3,000. And, and Hugh, you, you, uh, I, Paul, I'm going to cut you off. Well, actually, I Feel free. You asked me, you once asked me if the comedy and the jokes in the movies translate would translate to now. Mm-hmm. This movie, definitely not. No, they fall flat. Oh, they, you, this movie wouldn't be made. Super cringy. Cringy, nice. uh, stereotypical. Uh, picking on like Japanese American. It'd be hashtag stop Asian hate is what it There would you be. go. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, our good friend Roger Ebert, um, he says it's a three star movie, my friend. He doesn't <clears throat> And he says Mr. Baseball is another one of those formula sports movies in which the locale is changed, but the recipe stays the same. 
I was able to anticipate almost everything that happened, as in the predictable hockey movie, The Mighty Ducks, which also opens today. Oddly enough, you'll be hearing about them again in a little while. I love that movie. So why did I like it? Maybe because style is as important as story in a movie like this, and Mr. Baseball is not without a certain flair. The movie stars Tom Selleck, convincing as a heavy-hitting first baseman who is traded to Japan by the New York Yankees. He's not a paragon of virtue. He drinks, chews, smokes cigars, womanizes, and has a bad attitude and a bum knee. Other than smoking, are we sure he's not talking about me? Um, <laughs> faced with calisthenics on his first day in Japan, he grumbles, athletes, we aren't athletes, we're baseball players. He's the property of the Nagoya Dragons. The team is coached by Ushiyama Ken Takakura from Black Rain. A crusty old-timer. What? Ken is, Ken is the, the first name of the actor. They oh, never give you his full coached name. Coached by Ushikama. And then there it's Ken. Okay. Okay. Right. Who insists... Selick has a hole in his swing. Selick is not prepared to take advice on this or any other baseball subject from a Japanese. And before long, he's in hot water for disobeying orders, losing his temper, getting into fights, and insulting the management. There is, of course, a woman. Yes, that's what it says. Not a woman. It says a woman. There always is in this formula. Her name is Hiroko, played by Aya Takanashi. And for once, she is not a clone of the stereotypical quasi-geisha. She's an advertising professional who runs the club's enforcements and makes Selleck appear in commercials he would rather not think about. They fall in love, but because of his ignorance of Japanese ways, he is forever committing grave offenses against proper behavior, and she is forever vowing never to speak to him again. The other major character is an African-American player named Hammer and played by Dennis Haysbert in the obligatory good buddy role. He gives advice on such matters as taking off one's shoes before entering the clubhouse. Together, Selleck and Haysbert try to instill a fighting spirit into a club that avoids trying to steal extra bases because getting thrown out would be a loss of face. The movie is directed by... Uh, here we go. Fred Shapizzi, an Australian who usually avoids genre films like this. His credits include A Cry in the Dark and The Russian House. The Russia House. He gives this one some unexpected touches, of which the best is the handling of the crowd scenes. You can spot the phony crowds in most baseball movies. The babe never seemed to have enough people in the stands. But here, Shapizzi uses a documentary approach to show real crowds at real games, and he joins the fictional action so seamlessly it's not only convincing, but exciting as the dragons go into the big series against their arch rivals. Shapizzi and Selleck also do a nice, quiet job of making the title character convincing. He isn't overwritten or overplayed and seems like what he is, a player of considerable but not unlimited ability who needs to do some growing up. He grows up, the games get played, the subplots resolve themselves satisfactorily, and although the movie sets no record for brilliance, it works. That sounds riveting. Yeah. It's really not. (laughs) The funny thing about it is, is Tom Selleck is a, uh, in the end of the movie, he's playing for the Detroit Tigers. He's like the coach, player coach for them. That's his favorite baseball team. Oh, no kidding. Oh, he was, yeah. He was, if you, if you know, if you notice, and, and Kevin, you might know, he wore the Detroit Tiger hat 
I don't know if you and Hugh know what Magnum PI is. The new, the old version. I don't know if you watch the old version. I used to watch it. I'm I'm aware of the old version. I yeah. do find it funny that you asked the guy that looks like Magnum PI if if he was aware of the, the Detroit um, Tigers hat. Yeah, he wears the Tigers hat and throughout the entire series. But the funny thing about it is, is he actually um, took batting practice and was in spring training games for the Tigers before the movie came out. I, that I did not know. I just was looking it up. That's cool. I, I, I heard that there's a couple of people that have done stuff like that. Like Garth Brooks did it with the Mets and but I remember he was the first, first, first athlete to do it. It was for the, and it was for the title. It was for that movie. He, nice. When he realized he was getting that movie, he asked the Tigers if he could. And they're like, yeah, sure. Come on down. We suck anyways. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like when Michael Jordan played for the White Sox. Ouch. Sorry. That hurts. Not wrong, but it hurts. <laughs> you know, you do bring up a good point, though. Um, I have to ask, Kevin. Holy shit, that is an epic mustache. <laughs> I mean, do you do you like have to like wax and groom that thing, or does it just ma- naturally grow on your face? It crawls off at night and it comes back in the morning and pretty much takes care of itself. You know, I mean, I could grow the hair. I mean, the, the gray in my beard gets washed out in the light here, so you know, it's it's. I mean, and I've tried using some like you know beard wax and things like that, but I have never been able to grow like that mustache that becomes a shelf that you can set things on. You know, it just. My dad had it, and I just I did. Apparently, it's not genetic. So I'm just, I look at, it's like, I, I call it a Commissioner Gordon mustache. It just happened. I don't even know. I mean, it just happened. He woke up one morning. It was there. <laughs> I mean, that, that thing looks like it has like two inches of depth out from your well, face. I've honestly had a mustache since I could grow facial hair, which was probably about the age 14, 15, something like that. And then when I went in the service, I had, a, they wanted to trim so small and so tight. Then I was just like the hell with it. I just shaved it off. And my wife actually found a picture of me at my parents' house when she was helping to clean it out. Um, when my mother finally moved out of there. And she's like, who is this? She, she had no idea. If, I, if it hadn't had my name on the back of it, she would not have known it was me. Number one, she didn't know me when I was that age. But number two, she'd never see me without a mustache. And I've said several times, I'm like, oh, I should probably just shave it off just for the hell of it. And she's like, no, don't even, don't even think of it. So it's pretty funny. It's, I don't really do anything more than, you know, trim it once in a while, I guess. Tried to. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've tried the whole, you know, combing things to the side so it can thicken up and stuff, but my shit just grows straight down and I end up having to trim it cause it starts crawling into my mouth or if it gets too long, it'll get, start getting caught in the hair under, you know, below my lips. And it's just a mess. It's just, I cannot get it to do that. Yeah. I don't think any of the three of us can get a mustache to grow like that. Nope. Probably not. No. Um, but as as we've found um this last year, I, I shouldn't screw with my facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Now it's forever immortalized on a pair of socks. So <laughs> we'll say hi. Which uh Madison wore to school yeah. on crazy sock day, by the way. <laughs> say hi. Her teacher texted Kristen. <laughs> Whoa, that's a giant cat. <laughs> Come here. No, it's forced perspective, Paul. Yes, I'm aware. Cat Thank is you. Normal size. <laughs> I, I did catch that part when I was I was doing my art classes. I've got, I got some of that down. All right, so now, uh, well and good, deeply into the show, um, guys. What's got you geeked? <laughs> 
don't speak at once. Kevin. What? <laughs> I did something cool at work today. I don't know. Did you? Yeah, kind of. Other than lining up a podcast gig? We had a problem this morning. You, you know about that? Um, When I logged in, it was still kind of wrapping up the problem. So I, I did something that I was hopefully going to help prevent that in the future. Or at least alert us about things that we might have lost track. We've had some turnover before I came on board. And that turnover resulted in some lost information. And um, getting that back in line is taking time. And it's causing some issues. So hopefully a script I wrote this morning, or took most of the day to get it right, um, will help uh, prevent. And it was a certificate that um, expired, uh, actually expired yesterday afternoon and um, had to do with VPN um, authentication. Makes so, sense with the problems that you were having yeah. this morning. Yeah. So hopefully this, this, what I wrote will help us find stuff like that in the future. So I, I don't know. It's pretty much all I've been thinking about for the last, I don't know, what time is it now? 14 hours, 15 hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it. Um, Hugh. Well, I told you I was going to tell you about my week and um, this is equal parts geek, equal parts, you know, fuck my life uh, because I, I've had a hell of a week. So last Friday, you know, so it, it'd been five days since I, I got my PlayStation five life is good. You know, work is good. Um, no issues. I'm in the shower and I get a phone call from Renaissance or not Renaissance, Duncan Bright. Um, now, I don't know if I, I mentioned this, but uh, we'd purchased an entertainment center from Duncan Bright. We wanted to get one of the bigger ones with an uh, insert fireplace and all that and wanted to take advantage of the Irish bargain party sale. So I originally hadn't planned on buying this till later in the year, but I'm like, what the hell? I've got the card. Uh, but they said it wasn't going to be delivered until July because they were that backed up with right. orders. So we're like, perfect. That gives us enough time to finish paying off the dining room set, which we have like two, three months to pay off, uh, which is kind of what we do with our Duncan, uh, Duncan Bright card is, you know, we buy a piece of furniture, we pay it off, then we get something else. That's how we can have nice things. You know, uh, right. finally at the point in life where, you know, we have a, a credit card that doesn't kill us that we can get nice things on. I guess that's like a, you know, one of the, uh, the, the virtues of being an adult, you get to that point where you can use other people's money to buy nice shit. <laughs> you know? um, so I get a phone call. I'm in the shower. I don't usually, I might don't get phone calls anyway, unless somebody wants to, you know, they're really, really want to get a hold of me about my car's extended warranty. Um, I, but I'm in the shower. It's early in the morning. You know? So I'm in the shower. I look out, turn my phone over. It says Kathleen from Duncan Bright. Uh, so I answer it. She's like, oh, guess what? Your entertainment center's in. So I'm like, that's great. All right. When can you get it to me? She's like, the earliest we can get it to you is next Friday. I'm like, Friday's my day off. That's perfect. Go ahead. Let's set it up. All right. Later that day, our refrigerator dies. Our two-year-old Whirlpool refrigerator that was brand new. Oh. It is only had a one-year warranty. So of I'm, course. Out. I'm out. Oh, no. Thousand bucks gone. So I go, we have to go to Lowe's on Saturday. And uh, we really wanted to get something nicer. You know, so maybe a bottom freezer, all that, but we're, we're kind of screwed because the place where the refrigerator goes, there are cupboards there. There's cabinets over top. We only have 34 inches. So we basically ended up picking the same thing that we had before, but this time went with Frigidaire because 
uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to say, oh, I hate Whirlpool, but I mean, that's fucked up. A refrigerator should last more than two years. Yes. So um, I'm like, all right, you know, it, it's basically the same thing we had, same size and everything. Uh, nothing nicer about it. You know, I took the full five-year plan on it. So here we go, another $1,000. They say to me, the soonest we can deliver it to you is next Friday. <laughs> now, I don't know if y'all have ever had to go uh, for an entire week without a refrigerator. Um, no, I can't imagine that time- kind of hell. The last time this happened, um, it, it was like two days. You know, they they made something happen. So we have been living in cooler land this week. Uh, multiple stacked coolers in my kitchen. Um, such a disaster that I we have. I've been we've been eating out of the freezer. I mean, usually I cook every night. Um, I, I don't even we haven't even wanted to cook in there. There's no room. The counter space is all taken up. It's just I don't know if you can even. Just imagine hating a room in your house. And you just, you don't even want to go there. And it's a room you have to go to feed your family. It sucked. And we finally get through it and we get to today. And of course we have the fact that we're juggling two deliveries. Oh shit. Which ended up, it was, first of all, it was an all day process. um, And it was, you know, and once it was finally all done, we had the, uh, the refrigerator got delivered and was working. The entertainment center got delivered Everything was up and, and good. I had to go about the process of hooking everything back up, which is, you know, equal parts exciting and equal parts painful when you're as old and fat as I am. Yes. I'm on the floor sideways, cutting holes and shit and running wires and finally got it all done. Um, my, my meals today consisted of three energy drinks until dinner, three monsters and then I grabbed uh, some take and bake pizza from Price Shopper and we sat down and watched um, Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, X-Men uh, Origins Wolverine because that's where we are in the X-Men thing. And that was not a good way to celebrate. But I was going to send you guys a picture of this thing. Uh, but yeah, it's just been I mean, this is good stuff. We got our entertainment center and it's good that we have a refrigerator, but it's also been a really, really stressful week. Um, here, let me just choose this picture and send it. Um, this thing is really nice, though. Uh, once I, I figure out how I'm going to get up over top of it and hang some of our pictures, uh, everything's going to be good. But take a look at that. I just wow. If oh, you that's can, neat. If you can believe, with the insert, this was like only eight hundred dollars. That's awesome. That that's, that's actually neat. why I, it popped up in my Facebook feed last fall, and I'm like, I've never seen one of these with the insert for less than a thousand dollars. Right. They're usually really expensive. Uh, it's even, it's even got the heat and everything. So, I mean, it's not like it's an expensive unit. Uh, the, the price was great. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I'm geeked about. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that I can now use my kitchen. Right. I, I, I angrily dumped out all the ice, you know, into the backyard as I was cleaning everything up. And we really, I mean, we ended up because water got into all the Ziploc bags. We ended up losing everything in our fridge just about. Yep. And, and, there sucks, sucks. and there are things I'm not going to trust that, that, you know, sat in there. Like there's like mustard mustard's probably fine. Um, oyster sauce and fish sauce. No fucking way. No, nope. <laughs> I'm going to have to go replace all of my, my Asian cooking stuff. And uh, no, all that stuff goes into the garbage martini. Yeah. Basically it's garbage martini. Oh, I should have poured it all into something. And then like, you know, when we get together, we could uh, place bets or something on who can take shots of it. I'm not even that crazy. No. Nope. <laughs> I'll pass. No. But now I, I can see Hugh showing up to my birthday party this summer with a, a, a special drink for me. 
<laughs> Wait, dude, I never get to your birthday. No, party. because it's your fucking anniversary every yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry that I, you know, I got married on the wrong day, Paul. The wrong right. day for you. You didn't check with me, even though you didn't know me for years after. Um, that's all right. You'll be jealous because this year Kevin and I are going to get shit faced and play bang. And that's not a euphemism. So you're going to get shit faced and bang? That's what I heard. You know how bang much I wish Trump. we could use that title now. They are going to eat dicks for liberty. <laughs> now, Kevin, if you haven't seen the. Uh, the trailer for Suicide Squad, that's not going to make a lot of sense. <laughs> it's going to actually make me sound very strange. Um, uh, you know, and you know, so, I hope the heck. Oh, go ahead. Aren't you guys saying it wrong? Isn't the new movie The Suicide Squad? He might be right. He is right. Because the original movie was Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. You know how I'm going to differentiate this one? James Gunn's Suicide Squad. Is there anybody except for um, Harley Quinn that's crossing Captain Boomerang? He's coming Kevin back to and then Flag. Is that the same guy? Yep. Hugh, Kevin you Hare. have no head. Okay, now it just came back. So Kevin Boomerang Hare. and who? Flag? Captain uh, Colonel Flag or whatever the whatever he is. Captain yeah, Joel Flag. Kinnaman's character or whatever. Yeah. He was the one that was dating. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the winch or whatever. He's he's a military the, guy. The guy, yeah, yeah the the, yeah, the guy that always led the led the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Kinnaman's definitely an. I saw his name in the uh, the credits. Right. The credits. It just didn't look like him. He looked different. No, his hair is he different. Looked, kind of like they got the and he has no over. facial hair this time. And and he look, you know who he fucking looks like? He looks like Tony Hawk. Kind of. Hmm. Excuse yep. me. You know what? I know who you're talking about now because I, I saw somebody in it and I was like. Who the hell is that? And for some reason, I noticed Joel Kinnaman's name in the credits. I was because that's that's really a star-packed movie. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a ton of great people in there, uh, but yeah, he looked weird. Yeah, he's yeah. never played a strong role, though. I mean, even no, he's always been a kind of a, Yep. Yeah. Um. He tried so, to play a strong role in uh, RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah, hey. I haven't seen I, that. I say, I say, try. Was yeah. it that bad? It wasn't. It wasn't good. I thought it was all right. I didn't see it. Don't get me wrong; it was it was all right. I liked the original, like Peter Weller, yeah, version in red from uh, that '70s show. Yep. Yes. Yes. No, I mean it, it was it was a functional reboot. I mean, there they did an okay job. I mean that that's tough to top. Yep. And I mean, it, it's how do you top a a powerful character when the actor can't really act? I mean, Peter Weller didn't really have to i mean he acted but you know his character didn't have character that was what right. robocop was he was you know lacking character and i mean how do you approach that and put your own mark on it when that would actually go against what the character is i, right. I don't yeah. know that you know because we saw peter weller first he's going to be the one we always love if we'd saw the reboot first we'd probably think it in reverse right yeah i haven't I seen, seen it yet i haven't given it a I shot the reboot. i haven't seen the reboot and i haven't seen the new trailer for uh the suicide squad so Oh, we you should have watch to. it. And, yeah, and um, it's Stallone. Is um, uh, <laughs> I was hoping you saw that too. Yeah, King yeah. Shark. Yes, Stallone's in this. You don't see him. I don't know if he's just a voice or if he did the mocap for it. So but. that means Stallone has been in both Marvel and DC. Yes. Good for him. Yep. Good for him. Well, also, uh, I saw I, in the in the trailer. Um, why am I missing his name? Idris Elba. 
Him as well. I saw that yep. in the picture, yeah. But yeah, no. So, he crossed, um, so he's in both then, too. Yep. Because he was... Um, Davidson. Davidson? No. Yeah. Yondu. Merle. Oh, oh yeah. Michael yep. Rooker. Rooker, thank Michael you. Michael Rooker's in this? Yeah. Yes. He's, uh, he's, no he's, way! He's a bit, bit part in it, because you don't see a lot of him in the trailer. I fucking they got love to prison, right? Or whatever. They shoot him the, 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 the thing in the back of his neck thingy. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And the weird long blonde hair. Yes. Yep. Yeah. He's fucking awesome. He is. Yeah, this is star packed. I mean, I, I'm sure this is gonna be great. Yeah, I, I'm super excited for it. I never say that for a DC movie. <laughs> God, that's crazy the number of the number of actors that are crossing over in one movie. Well, a lot of that, if you look at it, they're all James Gunn's buddies. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. That makes so, more sense, I guess. Yeah. Because Rooker, I mean, everything that James Gunn does, Rooker shows up in. So, well, it's because they're two peas in a pod. Yes. Yeah. A friend of the show, uh, one of the, the promoters we know, could tell you some stories about Rooker, but I don't have mm. the green light to go into those. So I'm not going to. I'm hoping one I'd day love to meet him, hang out with him for a yes. fucking weekend. That that's oof, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. One of these like cons ride with that we can make it work out. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you're a big motorcycle. Go for a ride guy. with him. Yeah. yeah, him and Norman Reedus. I'd like to freaking go on a ride with those guys. You gotta get famous so you can get on the show. Famous. Well, <laughs> it's not gonna happen here, right my friend. The right time. <laughs> so, are you guys all caught up with uh, Walking Dead? We are. Are we are we gonna jump ahead to our? Uh... I don't get to talk. Well, I didn't either. So let's wrap up. Uh, what's oh, got us? Geeked? That's right. No, we we need to because we can't move on. Oh, I just got really off track. Got, that's all. Mine's really not, not what's got me geeked. So I got some shitty news this week. So so my uh my brother's got a kidney transplant. Oh, so that's not good. Are you so? Are you using your platform to find him a kidney? Is that what we're doing right now? I was, to be honest with you, I still don't know. He still hasn't called me. He called my mom. He's like, I'll call. I'll call. I'll call him. He just figured you were overhearing it in the background. Yeah. No, I wasn't here when he called. Oh, you were worse. There's a whole story behind that too. So, but is that dirty laundry you want to air? On the... No. Okay. No. So really, nothing's got you geeked. It's got you tweaked. Is that? It? Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It's just it's just fucked up because my my uh, you guys all know I'm very family oriented. I, I, I very, I do anything for my family, do anything for my friends. Um, my brother, my older brother, um, he is a diabetic and it runs in the family. My mom's a diabetic. Uh, I have prediabetes. Paul, you obviously know, you know, you have diabetes too. My brother does not take care of himself, does not manage his sugar, does not manage anything well. And to top it off, he is, smokes. Uh, so he's got a lot of other issues going on. He was actually actually just in the hospital uh, two weeks ago. It was for something of something to this that was leading up to this. So yeah, they did a kidney biopsy and found out that he's got to have kidneys replaced. So, so that's just it's it's. I found that out yesterday when I got home from work. So it's been kind of a kind of a kick in the nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, even though my brother and I aren't close right now, it's still it's still family, and it hurts to, to know. Definitely, 
Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. Sorry to bring the room down. <laughs> right. This is where we do the sad Hulk music. If I was a better editor, I would put it in. I'd yeah. Just... Yeah. If you were. You if. Would. That's a huge if right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got one thing that does that, Mickey. Uh, last Friday, I took dropped my sister off. I don't know if I said this. I don't know if I guys this last week, Friday, when I dropped my sister off at home after she got her wisdom teeth pulled. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, hysterical. My sister, when she was on her way home, all whacked out on freaking uh, Novocaine and nitrous rambling and whatnot. It was great. Um, I dropped her and my mom off of my sister's. You know, got them upstairs, got them all situated. I left and went to Point Place Casino and won 200 bucks. Nice. Set down five spins into a game and hit for 95 free spins. So, anyone about I want about I took about 100 bucks with me. I put 40 bucks in and turned it into 140 dollars. Right there, like since I five or six spins in or whatever, and then set down another machine and pulled off another 80 bucks. And then I said, "Oh well, I'm not going to do much better than this. It's time to go." <laughs> so I walked out with just just about 200 bucks extra. So. Awesome. Nice. Not not a bad way to start off uh, a good week. Job. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. See, I've I've only been there once. That's the one out in uh it's um it's out in Brewerton. Now I don't know nope, that's not where I was thinking then. I was thinking yeah, you, the you one. got three of them around here. You got you got Point Place, which is up in Brewerton, up in that area. And after that is obviously the turning stone. Everybody knows that one. And then there's the yellow brick road, which is out in uh, Chitnang. And then you've got another one that's not associated with them that's west of here, between here and Rochester, which is the Lago. Where, where in Brewerton is there a casino? Uh, when you go up 31. Okay. And you, they, they put in that little turnabout, whatever the hell that thing is now. So if you oh, have one and you head towards Sylvan Beach. Yeah, that's not. It's not, it's not Brewerton. Bridgeport. Oh, Bridgeport. Bridgeport. Okay. Yes. So that that is the one I went to. We went there to watch a UFC fight, and then we found out after we got there and gambled our money away. Then went to watch it that they don't do the UFC fights at Points Place. Yeah. I don't normally go to that one because I wasn't winning when I was going there. I usually go to Yellow Brick Road, but I was on my. I was trying to get home to because my son was here by himself, and I was, you know, obviously with my had to take my sister and whatnot. So, but I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna stop out there. And just kind of see. Hey, I put money in one, and I was like, you know what? I'm out. <laughs> see you bye. I was only there like 45 minutes, and I came out with 200 bucks, and I called it a day, and I came home. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Nope. And uh, I, I will discuss what's got me geeked after the break, because it's uh, this is going to take more than a couple of minutes, I think. Um, so stay tuned. Um, not only hopefully in this break, um, I'm, I'm going to throw in the, uh, the suicide squad trailer for you guys too. So we'll have the ad and the trailer for you guys to watch and, uh, we'll be back in just a minute. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new celebrity guests, and more to enjoy. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2021 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. 
Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring exciting guests including CJ Graham and Loren Malloy, as well as fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. More guest announcements will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. That's www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be part of the fun. Please note, dates and details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Bye, Paul. <laughs> welcome, welcome back, guys. Hi, Felicia. <laughs> that was Aisha. Anyway. Um, so yeah, as you guys just saw, that this is this is what I want to uh want to discuss. Um, as you guys just saw, you saw a little promo or trailer for something called um Grid After Dark, or the Grid After Dark, I should say. I'm sorry. Um, and this is kind of what's got me excited. This is a, an old friend of mine that I reconnected with and he's doing something kind of cool on, um, YouTube. And, um, he, he's, I'm going to read the blurb that he sent along, uh, for grid TV is his channel. And there'll be links in the show notes so you can follow and go check out his stuff too. Uh, grid TV, you got to get on the grid to get off the grid. We teach you a unique way to make money with click funnels and share our adventures of ghost hunting. See, now you guys see where we're going with this. We are setting out every week to bring you up-to-date history hauntings and never explored areas that have dark history that no one has put on YouTube yet. A great example is, uh, is their video of the four corners inscribed in New York. They also do urban exploring. They are a fresh channel expanding little by little into the vast unknown of paranormal investigations. They're not professionals, but avid enthusiasts and recreational historians. They will also have a vast variety of videos on the channel, ranging from click funnels to how to's to ghost hunting and food tutorials. Please join them in their adventures and reach out to them for ideas or even go on an adventure with us, which is where we come in boys. <clears throat> please check out their website www.gridoffgrid.com and catch them on the youtube at grid tv as always thank you to their fans they call the gridlings and uh they'll catch you on their ne next adventure on grid tv um i didn't edit their piece I, I was trying to edit on the fly there um but uh their 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 main character host uh, is Chris the Grid Gridley? He's always referred to himself as the Grid. He's definitely a unique character, and we we're going to get him on the show um, at some point because you guys got to experience this guy. And he he makes uh, Monty look normal. What? Yeah. Um. He's he's is something special. Safe? Yes. Ish. Okay. <laughs> now, that's a very bold statement there paul um i've had a lot of years with this guy um back in my hard partying days when i was doing construction he was one of the um adjacent friends um 
he was friends with some of my friends that I worked with and he became part of the inner circle. He's a, he's a wild character. He's, he's, he fashions himself as uh, the fearless living legend. Um, and now he's decided to do paranormal investigations in the area. And he said, wouldn't it be cool if you guys came along? And I was like, that would be pretty freaking cool. Um, you guys got to check out his videos. Um, they do, they do some cool stuff. He insists that a, a demon um, monkey scratched his cameraman at um, Whiskey Hollow. They did Whiskey Hollow at night. We did Whiskey Hollow, remember? But we did it during the day, so we didn't really get anything cool out of it. Other than, you know, that failed monologue that I memorized from the Blair Witch and tried to pull off that, like, great part, and then we discovered that, like, the audio and everything... The audio sucked, sucked. yeah. Yeah. Totally don't want to say it was the camera person's fault, but... Sorry. It was the camera person's fault. Or maybe it was the camera's fault. Person. Camera person. Is it a camera woman? What would make you say that? <laughs> yeah, I noticed she posted something a few weeks ago that like this is starting to get to her or something. Was she talking about us? No, that it was that that was oh. not us. No, I okay. reached so out to small. make sure. Right. That's believable too. I know we give her a lot of shit. But. We do, and and I checked, and um, well, let, let's be honest. What I did was I I scolded her for bag booking. <laughs> And then she told me what it was about. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, no, completely unrelated to anything that I have done. Because let's be honest, if something's going to piss her off, it's me, not us. Yeah. It's me. Yeah, I um, I'll, I'll call it like it is. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> Kevin well, has was, no idea what the hell we're talking about this, right now. This was right after. This was right after, you know, I uh, gave my uh, review of the Daryl bottle episode of Walking Dead and uh, kind of said some some things about people who thought it was a dumb, boring episode. And, uh, you know, I thought, yeah, I thought maybe it was me. No, because she knew full well we were going to go after her. I, I, I told her that. Um, and you know what? We were pretty tame about it. She even said she said that was a lot more tame than I expected. I'm like, yeah, it's because <laughs> I wasn't leading the charge on that one. <laughs> Um, but yeah, guys, check out um, the Grid TV. Uh, like I said, if that promo I showed caught you, do it up, check it out. Um, we're hoping to do some cool shit with those guys in the future uh, as soon as social distancing allows, or just whenever we can make our schedules work. So, yeah, one of those. Um, so this one, especially to you, Doctor Hugh. Did you see the news about Marvel Comics distribution today? You know, I, I saw the article. I didn't read it. Didn't get a uh, chance. Something about the, the head of Marvel penned a letter, uh, wrote a letter to some distribution. What was the deal? No, the deal is they have uh, signed with Penguin Random House to do all of their comic book distribution now. They are no longer with Diamond. Um, Diamond can still offer up their stuff, but it is a, as a wholesaler. So they can't offer the same discounts they used to do to all the retailers and stuff. So this shakes things up again, like last year with DC comics. Man. Do you think it's going to be good or bad for the industry? It makes my life harder for um, this week in geek, because I usually go right to uh, previews world to get all the information. So, um, I mean, DC seems to be thriving without being part of diamond. The only difference is, is their books come in a day early. 
like new so, books for DC are on Tuesdays. So now that uh, both DC and Marvel have moved away from Diamond, what's the point of Diamond? Diamond Select. That's about it. <laughs> you can get uh, mini mates. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think this is a good thing for Diamond, especially. But maybe this will change their business practices. Maybe it'll it'll show them. I also saw that uh, DC is raising the price of Batman books up to what eight ninety nine. That's insane. Yeah, Holy that's crazy. Crap. And this is why I don't read Batman. Here. Almost ten bucks for a regular comic book. That's yeah. just insane for something that used to be twenty five cents. Right. Well, I mean, let's be honest. It hasn't been twenty five cents since you know we were little kids. Okay, but you know, three <coughs> four bucks True. for an issue of a comic book seems reasonable by today's prices. Ten dollars, not a chance. Absolutely not. If if I can go out and actually get you know a meal for what I pay for a comic book, yeah, comic book's got to go. Yeah. I think the most expensive they were when I stopped buying them were around a buck and a half. That was mid nineties. Yeah, it was a long time ago. to be. Yeah, and it's slowly crept up. Sure. To where now, um, where we think four or five dollars is acceptable. Because again, I, I I think even middle school, I think it was like seventy five cents a a comic, and that that's when I I started, I believe. But yeah, nine dollars for a comic. No, thank you. No. A special edition, maybe a very right. maybe, but for the regular monthly Batman issue, I mean, you know what a big Batman fan I am, and I won't do that. I mean, who who can maintain that? It's it's not it's not good. No. Well, um, when I was like 12, 13, 14, you know, I'd go into the local um it was the uh <laughs> It, it was before Crandall's. It was uh, what it was Crandall's. Crandall's Corner Pharmacy. So before Wayne's bought them, and uh, I, you know, they, I knew when the comics came in. I knew when the new magazines came in. And I'd go in there and I'd sit and I'd wait until she caught the strap and did her inventory, and then I'd go through. I'd pick out what I wanted. She let me put them behind the counter. Um, Marge was the woman that worked there, and put them behind the counter. And as soon as I got my allowance or whatever, I'd go back and I'd give her my $10 bill and I'd buy a stack of comic books. I mean, a stack yeah, of comic for books. 10 bucks. I, yeah. get a couple. And I, oh. I spent that whole 10 bucks on, you know, I really, you know, I, I, Oh God. Crandall's that, that, that I, was plus guy, right? Mexico. Was it Mexico? Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I know Crandall's Wayne's is, bought some of them in plus guy too. Okay. Sorry. I thought I was yeah. thinking of the same place. Yeah, Wayne's. Yeah, they 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 spread out, and now there's something else. I don't even know. I don't think Wayne's exists anymore. Um, I don't know, but um, yeah, no, it, that's that's what I remember. Yeah, I remember the spinner rack at, at our local Big M, and you could drop a couple bucks and come out with a handful of comics, and that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, that's Me unfortunate. Penny's Drugs and Plasky. That's where I got my comics initially. <laughs> Yeah, and now you can't do that. You can't just go into a corner store and find comics anymore. No, you can go to Wegmans and find comics from 15 years ago. <laughs> Is that true? You can't like in a in a magazine rack. They don't have comics anymore. They barely have magazine racks these days. Very true. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want comics, you basically have to go to a comic shop at this point or online. 
I was actually looking to to get a subscription uh, to uh, like I decided I wanted to get a video game magazine. Like I wanted something monthly that I could look forward to that I could read on the toilet. Um, U.S. PlayStation, the official PlayStation magazine, works out to nine ninety nine per month per issue for a subscription. Ouch. Wow. Yeah, I was like, nope, I'm not doing that. That's I, I mean, I understand they can't do a yearly subscription for twenty bucks anymore, like back when I got EGM, but. Um, that's insane. It is. Um, I picked up an issue of Star Wars Insider, like the official Star Wars magazine from Lucas Films. I picked it up because it had um a cover story about the Mandalorian for the girls, and it had a backup about uh the high, the High Republic. It had like a, another story with it that you could only get that part of the story from the magazine. Eleven dollars for a magazine. Insane. And now we all sound like a bunch of old people. That's for sure. The whole back in my day. and yeah. Back in my day. Well, you I, got it, Marvin. As I recall, I just asked you not, not that long ago, Paul, that the, the place you, you have your subscriptions at, as soon as you see the Mandalorian there, um, I wanted copies of that, and I don't believe I said anything about what it cost. So, what you're saying is money's no object, so because you make that network money, no, it is absolutely no object. I want those books, and I have not forgotten those have not come up as a solic- solicitation yet. But when they do, yeah, I haven't seen on, yeah. on their list, on their um. I believe they said sometime in the spring. I think that's when all of the push is for all the Mandalorian books and comic books and reading material. I'm sure there's going to be a Playboy issue. Be I, don't, I don't know. Be interesting to see if Cara Dune makes it in there. Bet you she don't. <laughs> um, so speaking of the Mandalorian, let's, uh, let, let's jump uh, right into the midstream. This is uh, because Hugh wasn't here last week when we introduced this. This is all the stuff that uh, you're watching via streaming services. So all of our Disney Plus, our Netflix, anything you're watching. What have, uh, what have you guys been catching up on other than Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Because I know we're all going to hit on that. Has everybody caught up? Have you all seen episode two? Not episode two, no. Shit. Sorry. No, you're out there. You can talk about it. I don't care. I, I mean, it's I'll, it's not like a whole lot happened anyway, Paul. I, I'm not. It doesn't bother me. Okay, um, I'm gonna watch it no matter what. Apparently, I'm watching it again tomorrow because the wife wasn't home this evening, so I watched it without her. So I have to watch it again. Um, holy shit! With the Easter eggs and the character drops in this episode, I, it, dude, this isn't working for me. You don't you know, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier? You know, the, the interactions are great. I mean, everything about the two main characters, they're awesome. It, you remember how WandaVision, um, at the end of every episode, we were like, oh, and it was just, you know, it was like a huge deal. I just feel like it's lacking that energy. It's lacking the, uh, I mean, I still want to watch it. I mean, yeah, I know who they dropped at the end of this episode. Uh, but I mean, this, this it's not really a big deal. I mean, th- this isn't the same as... Um, you know, Samuel L. Jackson showing up on the show as Nick Fury or something. I mean, this this was a yeah, he was kind of big in that one movie, but hasn't shown up since. So, I mean, it's not like I'm shocked that he's there. He fits into this particular kind of story that you would tell with these characters. And we all knew he was coming. Yeah. They, so, they've, uh, 
they've they've publicized that one a lot. He is not who I'm talking about. Okay. Um, no, like all throughout, and, and and the only reason I'm I'm jacked about this one is because this was the era when these characters were introduced that I was actually reading Captain America. So the whole, um, John Walker. Oh, thing. yeah. Um, you haven't seen it yet, but we get more more in depth with our our new Captain America on this. Uh, Corbs, you're caught up. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we see. Yeah, a, I what? I watched it when I got home today. Okay. Um. So we get to know John a little bit more. Uh, he's visited by an army buddy. I'm assuming it's army. They don't really say. Um. And I, I I took special notice of the name on his BDUs, and that was Battlestar, basically his version of Bucky, but you can't call him Bucky because he's a black guy. Um, and so I kind of geeked out when I saw that. And then as the episode progresses, we see him as Battlestar. <clears throat> but the biggest one for me was we got to see isaiah bradley at the end of the episode and do you remember the limited series the truth Mm. that's when we found out that in the 50s they did all sorts of experiments in the vein of the tuskegee airmen on a battalion of black soldiers with the super soldier serum and Isaiah Bradley's the one that survived, and he was basically the 1950s Captain America. And we get to see him. And that's really cool. It's a good callback on that. But what's even cooler is his grandson that answers the door. That is Eli Bradley, who goes on to become Patriot from the Young Avengers. Mm-hmm. So when I, when they said that that was Isaiah and I put two and two together, I'm like, holy shit, they could be building a young Avengers show right now because we've already gotten stature. We got Ms. Marvel coming. We've got Kate Bishop Hawkeye coming. There's Isaiah Bradley. What's the key that we know Kang's coming when they do um, Quantumania, which Kang became Iron Lad for the original Young Avengers. So who's to say we can't have a Young Avengers show coming up? We, we know there's a Nova movie coming. If they do Sam Alexander, we have them all together. I'm reading way too much oh. into this, aren't I? <laughs> no, I don't think you are. Especially because we have a Ms. Marvel show coming. And the Hawkeye show, they've already said that we have Kate Bishop coming. So well, this it, all can be coming together. It only makes sense because it's it's Marvel's version of uh, Teen Titans, mm-hmm. and their next well, generation of Avengers. Well, this and Titans is doing so well that they're not going to ignore that. Would this be a TV show or a movie, though? Where do you think they would go with it? I'm not sure. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. I could see them doing I, Disney I, Plus, would, especially with Ms. Marvel springboarding off of it. Um, but it could go both ways because they have said that some of these shows can springboard into the movies. Yeah. But everything you're talking about is Disney Plus. It totally could be. And then most of what we're seeing is Disney Plus. So why not? That makes sense. I don't I don't, I don't see Young Avengers being a billion dollar movie. 
not unless they've built it up as a TV show first. And you're right. Guest starring in movies. You're right. Yeah. But to spin into one, you know, the way agents of shield, you know, helped the Avengers and some of the, you know, some of those, some of that stuff. Definitely. They know the formula works. Oh, without a doubt. Oh, and since we're talking about Disney plus, I do just want to point out that, um, Mark Spector, um, he is also Stephen Grant and Jake Lockley, as well as Moon Knight. Just saying. You love your Moon Knight. Love Moon Knight. Have you guys seen the video of Oscar Isaac doing his combat training? No. Oh, my God. I, I am sold on Oscar Isaac now as, as Moon Knight. I've, I, if I find that video, I'll have to. I'll have to. Is send he it to you is he in costume or just yeah, doing? Sure. It? No, it's it's just training. He's in he's in a t shirt and in in um sweatpants with a man bun. Hopefully, he gets rid of the long hair before the show. Hopefully, he gets some hair dye too because he's kind of gray, and I don't I don't need my Moon Knight with gray hair. <laughs> it's a corpse. Knight, what what do you Moon Knight was an older guy though, wasn't he? He's probably around our age, I would say. So old. He's in the 40s. What do you think of the show, Corb, so far? It's not bad. I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, I like uh, Anthony Mackie as the Falcon. Um, like, again, I don't, you know, I'm not as versed as you guys are and all this stuff. So it's just for me, it's just that watching the show is watching the show for me. You guys, I mean, like Paul said, he, you know, he picked up all these, all these things. For me, it's like, oh, there's a guy there. He's right. he threw a tin can through a wall, type of thing. Black kid answered the door. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I liked the what do they call you, black kid? That was great. We all laughed. Yes, that was great. I, I like. Why? Why can't uh, you said they can't call that one character Bucky because he's black? Why is that? It was a racial thing. I'm. Oh, it was. I've never not heard that one. That's as I understood it going back to the mid nineties is like, that was a, the word Bucky. That is a no, no calling a black man, Bucky. Yeah. Oh, I did not. You'd think I would know that being married to a black woman. Run it by her. I didn't, I wouldn't have caught that. It's that was useless trivia. I caught from years ago when they were creating. Well, just thank God you may have saved my life, Paul. (laughs) So were you thinking about calling the wife Bucky? Because don't do that. So this is great, though. I mean, they're doing a little bit of fan service, you know, which is fantastic. I mean, if you know the story that well, it's it's really, I think that's great. I don't, I don't think I would have picked up on it. I didn't follow the story that close, you know, when I was a kid, and um, I certainly wouldn't have wouldn't have looked back into it just to see what was going on. But I like the fact that, you know, they're extending the the Avengers story. You know, we definitely know that this is after, you know, the snapback and the, the final battle. And, you know, they make that a point right in the very first episode. Unlike with WandaVision, you really had no idea when that was taking place, you know, until a couple of episodes in, which was which was cool, too. It was, a, you know, a different way to do things. Um, but it's, it is neat that they're bringing these characters in when they bought when they brought um you know, Rambo, I uh, forget what her first name was. Monica, Monica. was it? Her? When they brought her in, you know, to WandaVision and I realized who she was, it was like, 
that was huge to me because all of a sudden I'm like, wow, I feel like I know something that's really cool about this. And, um, you know, I talked to several people who are, uh, who I would have thought were bigger fans than I was. And they had no idea. They didn't even pick up on it. They had no idea who she was and, you know, what the significance of it all was. And even at the end, when they saw her, you know, in the theater um, with the, um, shit, what were they called? Crawl. Craw- crawls. Um, they still didn't get it. They're like, oh, yeah, I kind of recognized what that was. And I'm like, you had no idea what the significance was. So I had to explain it to them, you know, what, what I knew about it. So I, I like that, though. I, there's something in there for fans, you know, and then there's something in there for the folks who just want to see more of the story. Um, so I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm, I'm hooked into it. Without a doubt. 100% in. Everything they do with it, I'm, I'm clearly going to watch because that's what we do anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they're just they're doing it right. The only one that I'm a little concerned about is loki and that's just because i really don't know where they're going with that almost i almost get kind of a time cop time bureau kind of thing out of it <clears throat> just from the preview we saw but just i have to trust in marvel i guess oh it's the same well, thing with black widow which uh we now have a new release date for oh yeah you know it's july something- 15th Something like that, yeah. In theater, and then you know Disney Plus Premium for an extra thirty bucks. Do we I'll even wait, know uh, for sure? A month and a half. Do we even know for sure that Loki's really dead? Well, he's not really dead any longer. Right. Yeah, because of the whole end game, him getting the Tesseract thing and disappearing. No, that's not necessarily true. That's what I'm talking about is Loki's ability to fool people. Also true. But yeah, they, they never went anywhere with that. I mean, I, my understanding was that when he did that, he created a divergent timeline. And the Loki that we're going to see in the show is basically a Loki from that divergent timeline. Oh, God, I hope you're wrong. That that that's what I, I think read. he is. Fucking hate those extra timelines. That is like the worst thing that they have ever done to comic. You're gonna books. see a lot more of them. Great. Fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, I hate that. I'm out. You're out. What? I hate that. I'm not shit. watching anymore. He's done. <laughs> not my Loki. <laughs> can't can't keep these timelines straight. Yeah, you better get a notebook. It's a ridiculous way to extend the story. It's just you realize that's where we're heading, right? It's a cop out coming out of WandaVision. That's where we're heading. Like that's all of the the Doctor Strange sequel. That that's where everything is going. Yes. I know. Is it McAvoy or Stewart? I can't keep them straight. What? Neither. (laughs) Never mind. Did you just Deadpool to us? No, I did. <laughs> you dumbass. All right, guys. Um, this is an extra long episode because we are not done and we have to go to break again. And we got to talk about the dead. Yes. Uh, we're going to come back and finish up our midstream and wrap up this show. Um, 
who knows maybe I'll, I'll throw some more trailers in for you here instead of playing the same commercial for the third time <laughs> we'll be right back guys The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new celebrity guests, and more to enjoy. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2021 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 27th and 28th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring exciting guests including CJ Graham and Loren Malloy, as well as fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. More guest announcements will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. That's www.sci-fihorrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be part of the fun. Please note, dates and details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. for sleep as it is and we're back i don't know what we're going to talk about now but we're back fucking walking dead <laughs> you know polar bears scream when they poop <laughs> in other news <laughs> i was planning to use that for one of those by the way <laughs> i had to man i had to put it out there well then it sounds like the polar bear is my spirit animal <laughs> All right. So, um, so is everybody caught up on Walking Dead? Yeah. All right. Um, so so right now. Everybody's like, yeah. It's getting late. It's, yeah. <laughs> um, so we caught back up with Princess and uh, Eugene this week. Is he well, well, no, we, we didn't actually catch up with Eugene. Very true. <laughs> Very cut up with princess. Yeah. Even after watching Talking Dead, I'm still not sure what actually happened. Yep. Yeah, no clue. That well, is one crazy broad. Basically, everything after the the first scene where they're fighting, all the other interactions she had except with the guard were all in her head. It was all her imagination. Yes. Right. Except until the very end, where they open the door yep. and everybody's out there in hoods. Exactly. So That's even the, her, wait, hold on. Even her talking to Yumiko? Yes. See, that one I thought was legit. No All shit. All in her head. All in her head. Mm -hmm. The the trap door, you know, um, the King Ezekiel comes through the, the roof, everything. All it in her head. It was manifested like of her mother or something like that. I kind of caught that when, he, when she was talking to Ezekiel. I kind of figured out, okay, this is all kind of a dream or. Yeah. Her whatever, how she coaxed with everything. I got that part of it. But and it Angela little... Kang confirmed that it was Angela, or was the writer of the show on Talking Dead confirmed that um, only the initial scene and the end scene 
uh, really happened the way. We wow. Started. Yeah. And now Hugh, you're way more familiar with this because you read all the issues. Yes, but I, I don't recall. I mean, that was a lot of comic that I read a long time ago. Um, I know she was a little wacky. I don't recall anything like this. Happening. I know. I saw an article last week where it referenced that the show was going to give her the same origin story that they gave her in the comics. So, and I thought that was probably playing into the abuse angle. And yeah, I, I don't think there was a, an issue of the comic where she was in a train car like that. Okay. Um, I, I will say that unlike the Daryl episode, which I thought was fantastic just to prove that I, I'm not just a, a fanboy. Um, I, I mean, five minutes into this episode, I look at my wife and I go, is this whole thing going to be her in a fucking train car? Are you serious? Um, I understand what they were trying to do. I respect what they're trying to do. And I accept it because these are bonus episodes. So I'm not going to get mad about it, but I do not feel like the Daryl episode that it was, you know, an incredible um, look at a a character's backstory, their motivations and and everything. This was not the same thing. Um, I mean, it was, I mean, still, it was better than, than watching my 600 pound life or 90 day fiance or something else. My wife likes to watch, you know, I mean, I'd I'd still rather watch that, but, uh, but yeah, I, I feel like princess may, maybe deserved better I, I you know she's she's not been on the show long enough for me to care about knowing that much about her yet that's that's this, where i was going with it like we, she hasn't earned it yet you know what i mean um yeah because a lot of it just so, comes as eh, right now with her Kev, go ahead so here's what here's what i want to know the guard did he go in there specifically to let her overpower him seemed like it as a way to get into her head i think so because when before he opens the door he says i got it so clearly they were out there they knew that something was going on in there and mm-hmm. he achieved whatever his goal was and maybe that was to get her to open up right so maybe you know the gun was never loaded you know he was never really in jeopardy i mean the whole bit you know or or he put himself in minor jeopardy because it had a you know it did have a uh uh what do you want to call it a what do you call it when you put a knife on the end jesus i was a bayonet i was in the freaking service and i can't remember (laughs) um right well so so i mean there was some jeopardy there. I mean, the, 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 she could have used the, the, as a, as a tool anyway, knife or no knife to do some serious damage to this guy. But do you think they thought that far ahead? Wondering if they could get her to open up a different way. And then just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to let her kick my ass and see what happens. I mean, that's just, that's, 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 I don't know. Well, I mean, he may not have intended for her to, kick his ass you know he probably didn't think she could kick his ass you know uh but you know going in there just to try to get her to talk it it seemed like they they wanted to to i don't know whether it's find out if they could trust her or what you know she is kind of a wild card and kind of of crazy so i mean maybe instead of just writing her off and leaving leaving the car they want to go in and give it another shot and that's just kind of the way it turned out okay i'll buy that yeah he thought he was going to go in there the guy just took it he just I don't know he if he had a choice. Yeah, I got you. I mean, she she was well, right. Crazy. I mean, right. I mean, but I mean, maybe he didn't put up as much of a struggle as he could have either. You know, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, she was possessed by Ezekiel. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she was 
she's possessed by something. I mean, she's female after all. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was really cool to get that visual of Ezekiel hanging out with those walkers as his buddies. I mean, that, that was, was cool. Awesome. Yes, that was neat. Did you hear what? Um, did you hear what he said, uh, uh, Carly Kari Payton? Did you hear yep. what he said in the Talking Dead? He had no idea the way things were playing out until he was there doing it. The actors on set had no idea what the story was until it played out. That's cool. You know, when they were when they were reading it, they didn't have any idea what was going on. They didn't realize it until they actually got there to do the filming of it. What was going yep. on? Yeah, I, I remember hearing about that too when I was watching Talking Dead. When I was watching Talking Dead after this. Yeah, I I need Talking Dead so bad. I when they when they start screwing with it and putting it on, you know, two three hours later, it just freaking pisses me off so bad. Wow. You know what? That's the great thing about AMC Plus because I mean, well, first of all, it all comes out on Thursday. I mean, I still wait till Sunday to watch it, but now it doesn't matter if we get started early or late or whatever. We can go right from Walking Dead. Talking Dead starts up on its own right afterwards. That's cool. So it's 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 kind of convenient because yeah, I mean, when they, I mean, year a couple years back, you know, it's like oh, Walking Dead comes back, and now we're going to force you to watch Into the Badlands if you want to watch Talking Dead. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I didn't. I just didn't watch it, and you never want to watch it the next day. We DVR'd it so many times, and then never ended up watching it because you know if you don't watch it right after the episode it, it loses its pertinence right well in you know if you if you started watching from the beginning you got used to being part of the live audience that got to participate with the goddamn show yeah then they freaking rip that out of your hands and you're like well what 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 the fuck did i do you're being punished now for nothing it's exactly how it feels well, I mean, none of it's live now, but I think they they had they stopped doing it live even when it was after the show a few years back when he had all those issues with that uh, that right. ex girlfriend. Yeah, know, right. so that's when it all they, stopped. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, let's see. I've never been a uh, Talking Dead guy, and am, am I missing like a like an integral part of the the experience with that? Not anymore. I don't think. <laughs> I don't so it's, know. It's I mean, not as big as it used to be. You know, I, I have to disagree, Kevin. The the live part was cool, but it's not like I called in and got to ask a question. So I don't feel that I'm, I'm personally losing out on much there. The, the the good part about that is that immediately after the show, you have a show where they're interviewing actors, writers, producers, whatever, who were involved in that, and they're talking directly about what you just watched, which right. certainly provides insight. That, that you may not have gotten it might help explain a few things and especially when um you know big characters die i mean that's kind of like the therapy okay i, I completely agree with everything you're saying hugh my uh, and and it was it was the live part it was the interactive part that i missed the most but what really hooked me with talking dead was i was so invested in the show from the first day I started watching it, that the emotional turmoil of what would happen, what didn't happen, you know, what did happen, what didn't happen, who we lost, you know, where they're going to go next, um, you know, the way things were left, that, that emotional turmoil needed an outlet. And that's what the Talking Dead was for me. It was an outlet to, to say, okay, let's, let's talk this down. And, and Chris Hardwick really did, he, he understood that. He understood that from day one because he understood the fans because he was a fan. 
And what he did was he would talk you off the ledge. He'd be like, look, you know, we're here for you. We're here to talk about it. And it was that live connection with other fans because it wasn't just calling in. It wasn't just participating in the games. There was a side piece. There was a conversation that was happening online at the same time with everyone that was watching the show at the same time you were. And I got involved in that universe. I never read the comic books. And even after the show started, I refused to read the comic books because this was my story. And I didn't want my, my story confused with the original story. As good as I knew that that comic book was, as much as I'd heard about how great that was, I didn't want the two confused because I knew there was enough divergence that I needed to just be in the world that I was in. And I got so connected with that that I, and my wife will tell you, that I, I was outraged when AMC made the change to the point where I, I communicated with Chris Hardwick directly um, through DM. And, you know, he basically talked me off the ledge. He said, look, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. You know, this is the way it's going to go. And, you know, the reader, you know, the, the, the dynamics are changing, et cetera. You know, just please stay with it. And he asked me, he said, just please stay with it. You know, it'll all work out. So I, I, I maintain my rage at AMC, but definitely not, you know, at Hardwick and the, and the show and, and um, you know, Talking Dead itself. But is Talking Dead great if you're emotionally connected to the show? Yeah. Is it as much needed now to explain things? Yes. To get you down off of that emotional high you might have been on for the show, I don't think that's there anymore. I think a lot of that emotion is gone. It's um, interesting. I, I guess I'm. Uh, I, I never participated. That's how I feel. I never participated in the online community, so I, I actually have no zero knowledge of that. So my experience has been 100% just watching the show. Um, so in that respect, it doesn't feel like a lot's changed, but I completely understand where you're coming from if you were actually live talking with people during the show. Yeah, it was. It was, a, it was great to be, you know, with people that were, you know, experiencing and feeling the same things that I was. And it was, you know, it was a whole, the whole revelation thing about, you know, this is how people really would be to each other. You know, it's not about the zombies. It's about how people would treat each other like total shit just to get a goddamn energy bar for Christ's sake. I mean, it was, it, it was eye-opening. And he's not wrong. People are shit. Is what it comes out to. <laughs> Some people will still be shitty to you for an energy bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all well, right. I always have some in the side drawer of my desk if you ever want one. Just so you know. good to know. Is it under all on all the Mandalorian figures? Or... Uh, yeah, under where they are now. Yeah, okay. And they're peanut butter, just so you know. Oh, see, now you're talking my language. Although I don't know if it fits into my diet now. Still uh, sticking to it, by the way, guys. Good job. Yes, I'm down a full three pounds. Um, um, pants are fitting a lot baggier. Wife's pissed. It's great. Just That's thought it up to you. You want your wife pissed, don't you? It works out good for you. I mean, I'm used to it. Kevin went away. That's kind of, yeah, he went away and he came back and he's back. <laughs> um, we're we're going to try and go ahead and get you your uh, your Geek Pod logo for next week, Kevin. 
Okay. Or you can have Mar- Marva the Martian. Yeah, there's that. You can pass that off to you. Hey, it's still green. It's Are still we going to get a DMCA green. takedown for that? It kind of looks like the Expanse. So I'm like, I'm good. Which we talked about last week. Um, it's not in my notes, but I see that uh, the Invincible TV series is on Amazon yes. Prime. And I am halfway through the first episode. Okay, I haven't started it yet. I saw it tonight when I was watching uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It's basically J.K. Simmons and everyone else from the cast of Walking Dead. I <laughs> Really? A bunch of, yeah, a bunch of people. Uh, nice. from the walking um, um Lenny James, Steven Yun, and a bunch of people I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so far, I mean, halfway through the episode, uh, it's certainly a, the the art style um, mirrors the comic. Um, I didn't read the entire uh, run of Invincible. I read read the first story, the first arc, which was really good. And I don't know why I, I didn't pick it up after that. I have no idea. I mean, maybe it was one of those periods where I didn't have the money for comics or whatever. Um, I think it's going to be. It, it doesn't. I don't want to spoil anything because I, I don't think you've read it. But I have not. It's, it seems like just a regular superhero story so far, but there's some dark stuff. Now we're not talking the boys dark. But there are some mm. twists, even in that first story arc, there's some twists that you're not going to see coming and are kind of earth shattering. So it it starts off good, but just OK, but goes in a really awesome direction. So definitely give it time. To- now, I, I don't want to give anything away because I'm I'm peripherally aware of the comics. Uh, let's just say. Um, dead issues. Yes. Yep. I, I want to get started on this one because that's that's I was really excited to see that. I didn't realize it was out already. So that's gonna be one of my next ones. But uh family wise, um, I think the next show we're gonna pick up, which debuted tonight as of this recording, uh March twenty-sixth, Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney Plus. Um it's a sequel series to the three Mighty Ducks movies. And I'm, I'm hearing good things already. Emilio Estevez came back as Coach Bombay. Um, Hugh, the look on your face tells me you have no interest in this whatsoever. I've never watched any of those movies. I remember the first two movies. I wasn't even aware there was a third movie. But apparently there were three Muddy's Ducks movies. And that's right. Corbs, you're a big hockey guy. So these should be up your alley. Am I? Yes? No? Yeah, I've, I've seen them. I've seen all. I've seen the duck, my next movies, all three of them. So a flying V. Yep, flying V. I mean, I watched the first. First two were good. The third one, eh, wasn't a big fan of it. It's not okay. one of the best. So, I plan to do the whole rewatch thing and make the kids watch all three of the movies first. Should I stop it too, or? No, I wouldn't. Uh, you can watch. I mean, I, I, is. The Game Changers has come after. Yeah, it's modern day. Yeah, so I would watch all three of them. So you have the story arc and then okay. probably go into it. Now, as I understand it, the original cast or most of the members of the original cast do show up at one point in the series. Oh, wow. So this is a continuation. This isn't a reboot of any sort. Some of them are dead. Well, I'm assuming those ones that are dead probably aren't going to be in the show. Cross them off then. I'm excited for it. Clearly, I'm one of the few, even on the show. Um, I'm just going to say, Kevin, it looks right now that you're looking longingly at me right now. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Is it because you're, you're reminiscing about um, 
breakfast pizza days at work. Uh, I do miss that actually. <laughs> um, when uh, the COVID stuff happened and we were able to start coming into the office, Kevin and I would arrange to be in the office the same day and I would bring a breakfast pizza in every week. We oh would have God. like like breakfast pizza parties. Oh, so would, good. Oh my just, God. Yes. Just the two of you? Just the two of us. Yes. That's pretty good. Yeah, we had a, we had a blast. We would, we'd have a lot of fun. There would be a whole lot of uh, Star Wars talk and yep. uh, breakfast pizza and orange juice usually, yeah. until he caught wind of my whole diabetic thing and he'd stop fucking bringing the juice. Douche. I tried to bring in better better quality beverages. Yeah, thanks a lot. He was not allowed. I mean, I can neither confirm nor deny if that's already in the the fridge in IT. <laughs> But root beer doesn't count. I didn't say it was root beer. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let me review our notes here. Uh, I think that about wraps the show up. What do you guys have got before we uh, we finish this up in this you, extra long episode? You were going to ask us what we were streaming. That's where we were midstream. Did I miss something? What do you got? Sorry. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I I was just going to say that I finally watched uh, Chernobyl. Wait a minute. You told us last week you watched Chernobyl. No, he said he got through some of last week. Last week he got through some of it. He was oh. oh, I did tell you I started it? Oh, yeah. we finished it. We finished oh. it. it was freaking fantastic. Did it end the way yeah, I thought it, it was? With the boom? Um, <laughs> it ended the way it ended. I yeah, mean, it, it was... wasn't fiction. <laughs> it wasn't fiction. <laughs> it ended the way we heard. <laughs> I, learned, I learned some stuff I never knew. I can tell you that. What I, one of the main things I learned was that when this was happening is when I was signing up to join the military when I was in high school and I was in basic training about the time these people were starting to go to court for this shit. So (laughs) the things you don't know. (laughs) Now I have yet to watch that. It was really good. It was very, it's hard. Some of it's hard to watch. That's why it's good. A little behind. And all that, except Titans. We're done with Titans. Well, Chernobyl, Jesus, that was years ago that that came out. So good. I cannot wait until July for the the new season. Mm. Mm. I'm pretty psyched about Titans. Yes. All right. Anything else, boys? No. Not that I can think of. All right. Then I guess it's time to drop a wisdom nugget. You drop your nuggets, okay? Okay. Pro tip, if you don't plan for anything, premeditated will never be used against you in the courtroom. Good night, everybody, and megabyte bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production.